Welcome to JAG Talk, a podcast series featuring Navy JAG community experts. Listen to in-depth discussions about different legal fields and hear insights and lessons learned from practitioners across our enterprise. Chapter 15, Civilian Training. Nanette Hazlip, and welcome to the OJAG podcast series. Today, we are highlighting our team from our Performance Management Division, Code 66, comprising Division Deputy Director, Ms. Keisha Rich, and Management Analyst, Mr. Gerard Silvia and Mr. Bill Anderson. Ms. Rich, training is an important component of the Code 66 mission. Can you give us your thoughts on the importance of training and what role Code 66 plays in ensuring a robust civilian training program? Of course, and thank you for inviting Code 66 to participate in this podcast series. Training plays an important role in the professional development of our civilian workforce. It's important to career development and setting career goals. Whether you are a GS7 in Rilso Midland, or a GS-15 here at headquarters. Setting career goals and achieving them through training is an important aspect to building a career of impact and longevity. Our role is to cultivate a training program that brings solutions. Thank you. Now that we understand the importance of training, what training is actually available to me? Are courses designed for specific grade levels or supervisory levels? Training is actually available via several different avenues. This includes individual, command-sponsored, and online opportunities. Command-sponsored trainings are offered to both civilian and military members where specified. We recently concluded a series of command-sponsored events where we offered Microsoft Suite applications. Another avenue utilized is is individual training. Individual trainings occur when employees request to attend a class, a seminar, or lecture event outside of his or her um, command site. Thirdly, online trainings are available. We are all familiar with TWIMS, but TWIMS does not just just provide fiscal required trainings but free and non-requirements are offered for employees to take at their leisure. Lastly, Office of Civilian Human Resources, also known as OCHR, offers benefits courses via the Government Retirement Benefits, previously known as the Employee Benefits Information System. These avenues offer many opportunities for civilians to plan and reach their career goals. That is great news. So what do we have on TAP training-wise for 2019? Code 66 has just wrapped up a pilot program of headquarters and field training. We plan to review the lessons learned and apply those to a new round of training with particular focus on our OCONUS employees. This includes training on benefits, Microsoft Outlook, financial planning, and the Department of Navy's Civilian Employee Assistance Program, known as DONSIAT. Our goal is to maximize command impact while reducing financial burden. 
One of those ways is through an upcoming voucher program, which is currently being negotiated by Code 67 with the Secretariat. Code 66 anticipates this program will allow greater flexibility for broad-reaching command-sponsored training opportunities, particularly with regards to Microsoft Office Suite applications. Is there a way I can get training to come to me, or are there training options which can be custom fit to my schedule? Also, I'm a bit unclear where to even apply to attend a course I have selected. Actually, there are several options. By submitting an approved SF-182 and for a request under $2,500, a NAVJAG 4270 to Code 66, we can approve on a case-by-case -case basis individual courses which meet your specific needs. Both of those forms previously mentioned are available, by the way, via the Code 66 and JCAB SharePoint pages. If you have a paralegal course which will aid in your professional development, Code 66 can help. You found a professional seminar which you'd like to attend, Code 66 can help there as well. Of course, if you have any questions, you may always contact Code 66 by way of our group inbox at Code 66 underscore civpers at navy.mil. Additionally, your command AO or professional development officer, PDO, may request group training for your organization by contacting the Performance Management Division. We can provide for on-site training through highly regarded third-party vendors offering a widely varied curriculum at a time and location which will meet your needs. In fact, your PDO is a tremendous resource not just for officers, but also for enlisted and civilian personnel. Your PDO can keep you looped in on upcoming professional development opportunities in your area and provide avenues to uh, growth that you might not be aware. For a little bit more on the role of the PDO in your professional development, Code 66 welcomes Lieutenant Commander Nick Cadlick, Professional Development Officer for Region Legal Service Office, Naval District, Washington. Lieutenant Commander Cadlick, thank you for joining us. Hi, this is Lieutenant Commander Nick Cadlick, the Professional Development Officer at Region Legal Service Office, Naval District, Washington. I've been the PDO here for the past two years, and I'm really excited to talk about civilian training and professional development. So thank you for this wonderful opportunity. As a PDO, my focus is not only on our first tour judge advocates and other officers, but also on our legal men and civilians. My most important function is to connect our incredible people, including civilians and their supervisors, to the training and professional development resources they seek or need. So the topic of civilian training is especially important to me, and I'm delighted to provide my perspective here today. I wanted to share five tips for fostering a fruitful civilian and professional development training program. First, make civilian training a priority. Second, employ an integrated team concept approach to civilian training. Third, when looking for civilian training opportunities, think broadly and boldly. Fourth, Communication and collaboration are key. Fifth, know and use your resources. Let's explore these a bit closer. First, make civilian training a priority. Our civilians are a critical part of our JAG community and lines of operation. We must invest in them as we do with all of our people. And training and professional development is one of the most important ways we make that investment. Training and professional development not only help equip our civilians with the tools they need to succeed today in current operations, it also helps prepare them for the future. We owe it to our civilians to invest in their long-term growth, as we do with our officers and enlisted. Second, employ an integrated team concept approach to civilian training. What I mean by this is look for opportunities to send your civilians to training with officers and enlisted. 
There are many benefits to integrated team concept training that includes civilians. It reinforces that our civilians are an integral part of our operations and the teams on which they operate. It also sends a message that we invest in all of our people when it comes to training. It also helps break down walls. I found that off-site training is a great way to interact outside of the office, and sometimes that makes for more candid discussions with our civilians that can lead to process improvements. Also, civilians inject a wealth and depth of diversity of perspective, background, and experience that instructors and other students benefit from. And our civilians likewise benefit from cross-training with our officers and enlisted. Here are some examples of integrated and team concept training that we've employed here at RILSO NEW. We recently sent an integrated team to a prosecuting special victims cases course at NJS. The team included a trial counsel, two LNs, and our civilian trial paralegal. They really valued the opportunity to travel and train as a team. As another example, we opened all of our FTJA professional military education evolutions to our enlisted and civilians. Our civilians have accompanied us, for example, to Naval Air Station in Patuxent River to learn about naval aviation, to the Office of Naval Intelligence to learn about the information warfare community, and to our Pentagon Rob Robin Day to learn about the legal offices there. These integrated training and professional development evolutions pay dividends for all. Third, when looking for civilian training opportunities, Think broadly and boldly. Sometimes there's a tendency to focus on technical skills training for civilians. For example, this civilian employee works with Excel or PowerPoint, so let's send him or her to Excel or PowerPoint training. This type of technical training is certainly important, but I challenge you, both civilians and supervisors, to look for other types of training that are important investments too, like leadership development training. For example, at Real Sony W, we sent several of our incredible civilians to the Women in Defense National Conference and the Blacks in Government Navy Forum. Both of these events provided valuable leadership development opportunities for our civilians. We've also sent civilians to outside courses on topics like persuasion at work, dealing with difficult people, and productivity time management strategies. Not because the employees were struggling in these areas, but rather to help develop their leadership toolkits and better enable them to help us develop process improvements. And how do you find what trainings are out there? Well, there are a number of places to look. NJS and the Army JAG School are a great start. Look to send civilians to what might otherwise traditionally be seen as courses for judge advocates, like SJA courses or trial-related courses. Another great place to look here in the National Capital Region, Code 66 has done an incredible job arranging for a variety of training opportunities on the Navy Yard by bringing in outside experience. Also, look to outside training entities, like the Human Resources Institute, Grad School USA, and the American Management Association. This is, of course, not intended as an official endorsement of these non-federal entities, just to note that they're out there and offer great training, and you can find these and others online. There are also other federal agencies that provide great training. For example, the Office of Personnel Management, or OPM, is a federal agency that has some great leadership development course for both the junior and executive levels. We, of course, must be good stewards of training money, but this does not mean we are limited to technical or skills training for our civilians. COs have significant discretion when it comes to expending training funds, and there are ways to use these funds judiciously and within fiscal authorities for leadership development and similar training. The key point here is that civilians and supervisors should explore what's out there and run proposals up your chain of command. Think broadly and boldly. Fourth, communication and collaboration are key. This one I'm borrowing a bit from the JAG Corps civilian training instruction because it sums it up nicely. Communication and collaboration between supervisors, including PDOs, and civilian employees is critical to a successful civilian education and training program. No two people are in a better position to understand a civilian employee's training and professional development needs. Education and training are ultimately a collaborative effort 
to ensure the employee is properly equipped. And relatedly, in the spirit of communication and collaboration, I encourage our civilians to share what they learn at trainings and professional development evolutions with others. For example, at Rural SUNYW, we ask anyone who returns from training, including our civilians, to post about their experience on our SharePoint site. This provides them an opportunity to share their insights and any materials they collected with the rest of our team. It also captures their feedback on the course to aid in future decisions on whether to utilize the course in the future. This type of information sharing allows others who could not attend to still benefit from the experience, and it can often spark a discussion or be the catalyst for an innovation or process improvement. It's KM at its simplest, sharing information in an enduring form so others may benefit. And it's a way to leverage civilian training and professional development for the collective good. Fifth, know and use your resources. Perhaps the most important resource is the Individual Development Plan, or IDP. An IDP is prepared in close coordination between the civilian employee and the supervisor and should really be the backbone of a civilian's career and professional development goals, plan, progress, and accountability. And don't forget, IDPs should be developed using the new IDP tool on the Total Workforce Management System, or TWIMS. The TWIMS IDP tool can help identify specific trainings to help civilians and supervisors meet their goals. There's a simple how-to guide on TWIMS. And there are a wealth of other great resources. For example, OJAG Code 66 SharePoint site and the Civilian Community of Practice SharePoint site. Also, some of the great training entities I mentioned before, like the Office of Personnel Management. Another great resource, your mentors, both inside and outside of the JAG community. Good mentors can help our civilians develop goals and can recommend or help identify training to get there. Your supervisor is another great resource. And of course, your PDO. I hope these five tips help anyone who's looking to maintain a successful civilian training and professional development program. I know my colleagues who also spoke during this podcast provided valuable insight and tips as well, and I hope we've added to your toolkit. Thanks for listening to this podcast and for your interest in this very important topic. And to our civilian teammates out there, thank you for what you do each and every day. It is our privilege to work alongside you, and we are a stronger JAG community because of you. Thank you, Lieutenant Commander Catlick, for your insightful perspective, and thank you, Ms. Nanette Hazlett, for being a part of and moderating our podcast today. You've been listening to JAG Talk, a podcast series featuring Navy JAG community experts. Visit jag.navy.mil for additional chapters of this podcast series. Thank you for tuning in. 